What's up guys, it's Austin here. Just before the episode starts, I want to let you guys know that there was a bit of issues when we were recording the episode. So during the episode, you guys will be hearing some echoing, some cracking, some background noise, this and that. Just want to apologize about that. It will be fixed by next episode. And with that out the way, hope you guys enjoy the episode. I just think that since like, Abdiya, the reason why he didn't perform that well, I think, was the year of Westbrook yeah, on the team, right? So he wasn't getting much touches either. He would, he had to play a style that he wasn't normally exactly top off. And then you had you traded Westbrook. And he's like, yes, yes, I got time now. And then now they're bringing another guy. Kuzma comes in, they're like, fuck me, bro. So now, he, at this stage of his career, he's at a point where he's like, okay, I can start cooking a little yeah, bit. Exactly. I can have my sauce, my seasoning. Right, right. But then Jordan Poole comes in. He's just like. Damn, I'm fucking hell, finished, man. Damn, bro, like, Ratatouille can't give me a break. Literally, they go from, uh, what's it, they go from Westbrook and Beal, it's like, okay, Westbrook's gone, maybe I'll get the ball. Then Kuzma comes in, he's like, fuck, fuck. Then Westbrook leaves, oh no, Beal leaves, he's like, okay, maybe I'll be second option. Fucking pull comes in, man. <laughs> I feel, I feel for him. I feel, I feel for him, but when he does get the chance, like, in the past, as a rookie, he was just like, you're gonna miss some, you're gonna make some. It, yeah. It's how it is. Much better, much more consistent. Exactly. Free Obdia. Free Obdia, man. Free Obdia and Kisper. They're like, they're like two jail cell roommates, man. I feel so bad for these guys. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Quarter Kings. You are your host, Austin Chang, with me every other week. Ryan Hugh, what's up, man? I'm good. Bro. Don't do that again, Ryan. <laughs> Never do that again, Ryan. <laughs> but, yeah, what's up? What's going on with you? Good, bro. Hey, time me up. I didn't do that. Sorry, I did. <laughs> Sorry, man. You're good. You're good, bro. It's been a it's been a chaotic week. I had a few exams, mm-hmm. so now we're into final season. Final season, bro. Yeah. Final until season. until Ryan graduates and never does his podcast again, because <laughs> he's gonna be making billions of bucks. Yo, nah, millions. Sorry. Not billions. Millions. <laughs> you said billions. Those just like. Sure. It's like slow down, slow down. <laughs> Only millions, bro. Only. No, I'll be making more from this podcast than no. Uh, Shit, we're gonna be homeless then, man. We're <laughs> <laughs> gonna be homeless then, but your week's been alright. It's been good. I forgot my microphone. It was totally connected to the your your legit microphone. Exactly. Yeah, my my week's been alright. Start start working at my old Christmas job. Same. Well, I mean, not much to really speak about. You know, it's okay. it's kind of like a it's like a slow time right now. Once winter starts. You know, coming closer and closer, then, you know, things start happening. Got you, got you. Where, where are you right now? I'm what? Yeah, where, where are you working right now? You want to dox me? or? Was no, 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 I'm trying to, I'm low key, could visit. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. okay. I imagine they might pick that up anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll reach one time. You'll reach? I'll reach. What's your girl? Mmm. <laughs> <laughs> but we're talking about basketball right now. Yeah, basketball. Totally basketball. Totally yeah, basketball. Totally basketball. Totally basketball. Totally basketball. Rappers podcast. Yeah. The OKC podcast. <laughs> the OKC. OKC. OKC podcast. And before we... Did you want to talk about... Uh, Josh Giddy, Mr. Giddy. I mean, uh, I don't know if it's it's a true story or not. Of course, everyone heard the news. We don't have to go over it. You know, he's apparently having an inappropriate relations with a minor. He's having, something's going on with But it's not professional to talk about it, you know? Maybe, maybe it's not professional. I mean, we just have to touch on it because it is news, so yeah. just gotta bring it up. But of course, if the investigation. Basketball-wise, how does it affect the team? I mean, the team is, I mean, the team itself looks all right. Shea and Chet look like they're doing what they're supposed to do, but 
Every time I've asked him about Giddy, it's just not Giddy. Like, he's he's really not the guy he was last year. I think it might be due to a lack of usage, I guess, with Chet coming in, Jalen Williams getting a bigger role on offense, even Isaiah Joe getting more shots this season. It's tough for Giddy to really fit in. He's not been the same player, I feel like. Mm-hmm. So, regarding that, then, mm-hmm. all legal situations aside, yeah. do you trade Giddy or do you keep him? I think you gotta keep him because his value is so low. Like at this point, you're probably not even getting a first round pick for Giddy. It feels like mm-hmm. so. I, I would I would probably just keep him. Like you already developed him, and he's still relatively young, so you probably have to keep him. You know. And let's say he doesn't fit the mesh that they're going through, the mold that they want. Right. Do you still keep him around and maybe get him to become a role player type of guy? If he accepts the role, then yeah, you, you kind of have to. I mean, it's not like he's a, a useless player, right? Yeah. Like. He he's a smart player. He's crafty. Like these players are players you can plug and play anywhere. Maybe just as a starting two playing over thirty minutes a game, maybe it's not possible for the roster. But yeah, you probably have to keep him unless he says he wants out. So yeah. I would say the same, but if the option can arise to like, yo, our team sucks, mm. you want someone off your books, we could try something out. Say the Chicago Bulls, with don't know yet. Uh, you think I'm, I don't think they're gonna be able to unless it's like Gideon a bunch of picks. Well, I mean, OKC has the picks. Yeah, which is the thing. I guess I guess you can attach Gideon to picks and trade him for a star. But it's up to, it's up to OKC. I mean, if they want to compete right now, it looks like their roster could. I mean, Chet, Shea, uh, Jalen Williams. I'll look like pretty good uh, building blocks. Even Case and Wall is coming as a bench scorer. Like you have your elite role players out, like Elder J. Williams, Lou Dort. Yeah, you, Lou Dort is like their number one premier defender. He could slot in for getting that starting lineup. I think he could. I think he should. I think he's too valuable to not be at least playing 27 minutes a game on a, on a nice night basis. Hey, man, if you can get Giddy and you can like not get rid of him, but you know, ship him off somewhere, get another start to pair alongside Shea. Yeah. I think th- they need to find, like, a Porzingis-type player. Like, the way Boston got Porzingis, where, like, he had a really great season, but it was kind of underappreciated. Like, you need to find a, a star like that. Lauren Marketing? <laughs> Marketing could, yeah. I, that could work. It could work. Even though, I mean, it's tough, because Utah's also in the same situation, kind of, where they're yeah. trying to build and grow. But if Marketing is not in their timeline, then you, you got to make a deal as OVC. Yeah. Yeah, that could really work. Chet and... Uh, it would be nasty. It's like the Twin Towers, but like the finesse version, you know? Yeah. Instead of Mobley and Allen being like brood dunkers and stuff, like it's like the shooter version of, of the Twin Towers. Like, yeah. That could be interesting. It's like White Towers. <laughs> what is the other one? The Black Towers? No, 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 no. It's like, <laughs> Come on, man. It's like it's like the, the white pieces and black pieces in chess. Like, it's like the two rooks. Ooh, I like that. That's what it reminds me of. Like that. That's, like that's what that. except the white rooks are on KC and the black rooks are on on Cleveland. Cavs, yeah. Not racist. It's a chess. It's a chess <laughs> platform, right? It's all strategy. It's all strategy. It's all strategy. <laughs> all right. So we did talk about the 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 Thunder. Mm. So I don't have them listed as anything today to talk about. But yeah. if you did, do you think they would be like a contender entering this year? Uh, wait. Who's the OKC? Yeah. Okay. Contenders entering this year? Yeah, because they're doing pretty well. I know it's early, mm. but they're doing very well. I would probably say not because here's the thing. Maybe in 2016 or 2017, like, I could see it. Okay, say like this roster, young stars and stuff, but 
the way the West is built right now, it's tough because there's Denver, who's contender. Um, the Lakers, the Clippers, you kind of still have to say it's. I think they're just a step below like the true contenders. Like I think they're they're definitely a playoff team, which I said they weren't going to be. Yeah. That's, that's my fault. I think they're definitely built to be a playoff team. It's just how far can she take them, which is tough because you don't have a real supporting cast around them. So if they get another, if they get more production or, or one of their players takes that next step, then yes, they can be contenders. But right now, I think it's just Shea and a bunch of other guys. So we'll see. You think they're contenders? I think they have a good chance. Hmm, that's, that's interesting. Because you know what's an interesting team that's made up, Todd? Who? Minnesota. Yeah, Minnesota. Minnesota has been very surprising. They have, I mean, and I think it all comes down to Gobert being the guy who he used to be. Yes, sir. It, as, as much as you want to say it's their offense that Ant is, is doing great, I think it, it's really just Gobert being the guy he was back in Utah. He's been dominant in defense. I mean, their team, everything just goes down to Gobert just being able to protect the paint, allowing Cats to have more freedom. And even on offense, he's been actually producing quite a bit, like 14-plus points a game most games. That's good production. You have an elite defender in the paint, and you have two elite perimeter defenders, yeah. which Utah did not have. It didn't. So now that you have that, you actually have a very cohesive defensive and offensive unit in Minnesota. Yeah, yeah. And that, that's the segue to Jaden Downs, right? Yes. Jalen Downs has been insane since he's come back from injury. I mean, I think the first game back, or the second game back, they went to OT, and McDonald's was insane that game. He started off 2 for 9 in that game, ended like, it was like 5 for 12 or something. He made like two threes in the clutch. Yeah, McDonald's is the real deal. Everyone says, this is what, this is what I've been hearing. Yeah. You have your, your big three, or like your perennial stars, and Ant, Gobert, and Cat. Yeah. But I personally say it's not Cat, it's McDaniels. You think so? I think it's, it's McDaniels. McDaniels is the real tree, uh, trio for that. Cat is like that elite, he's not a role player, but you know, like he's that elite Oh, you call him an elite role player. He's like an elite, an elite starter. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, you call him like a glorified Bertans, son. Dang. I mean, I can see what you kind of mean. Because you take out Cat, nothing they should. Yeah. He's been okay for them. Yeah. It hasn't been 2015-2016 Cat. Right. But you take out Cat and you slot in McDaniels and maybe you get bring back Zach Levine. I don't know. I like that. You know what? I can I can see what you're saying. Because it's, it's a weird situation because a lot of these teams are building and like kind of growing. It's usually like the insane offense, right? It's like Cleveland was doing that. Even Utah when he first came out. I mean, I guess he, not Utah. But like Donovan Mitchell, he was like the superstar. Like, it's like, oh, we have this offensive starter. Okay, see now. But it's the defense that's the issue. For them, it's the opposite. It's like defense is Ants, Gobert, and McDaniels, that's all you really need. It's like the offense. So it's interesting to see what they're going to do in the future. Because, yes, Cat is, by his definition, the most talented three-point shooting center. I would say he's the best center shooter of all time. You say so? I would say so. Okay, that's a fair take. Uh, but... Because Cat has not been reliable in the playoffs. Yeah, for sure. And you need someone that can get you at least the second option. And we know Ant's already the first. Yeah, option. he's definitely the first. Let's say you get another guard, another wing that can help you contribute that. Mm. I'm looking at someone on a shit team that can just come in and destroy other teams on offense. And they already have the defensive identity, right? Yeah. That's why I said, like, I know Levine hasn't had the hottest start this season, 
but he's he starts slow. He's picking up now, yeah, especially yes. in Chicago. You get him in. You and you send out Chad. That means you get picks from Chicago too, right? Because he is technically the better. He's player. the better player in that deal for sure. So I I really like where we went there. Honestly, I mean Levine on that team does seem interesting, and there and the fact that other teams that want to trade for Levine they don't want him as much because of defense. So I think you're correct in saying that Minnesota could really like damper that that weakness by having such a solid defense foundation. That's not an amazing defensive player either. Yeah, I mean, so it kind of does work. It out. does work out. I like that. I really like that. I really like that. Because you just slot and down to the three, McDaniel's to the four. Levine at the two and Conley still at the one, and he's still producing pretty well. Like, yeah, because he does not need to score. He doesn't. And his whole his whole job is just to be able to shoot and to and to facilitate yeah. and to lead, and that's what he's been doing. I feel like he's yeah. been like the real veteran presence that a lot of other teams need. Like if Memphis had Conley, I mean, I think Memphis wouldn't be in the hole they are right now with Conley on that roster. Yeah, for I really real. think so. For real. And then that bench is pretty solid too. You have Kyle Anderson coming off, Nas Reed right there. Like that's just two pretty good defensive. That's a defensive identity team. Chris Finch is doing his thing there. Yeah, I'm, I'm really happy with, with the production they've had. And another team I, I want to segue to, because yeah. I think we're going to talk about Minnesota and not, I guess. We talked about the the Rooks. We talked about Mobley and Allen. And I think for the last few years, it's been a speculation because the way that modern offenses work, it's like you have a five-out offense with a lot of shooters. Mm-hmm. Cleveland kind of went against that, having Mobley and Allen on their roster. And I just want to ask you, do you think Mobley and Allen could – it could make the Cavs a contender and really have them going all the way. Right now, they're the one in the East. I think they're they're in the middle of the pack. They're like 500 right now. But they started slow and they're picking up recently. I remember then were, when we last did the podcast, yeah. they, were, they were like below 500, but like barely. Mm-hmm. If they're at 500 now, I think they can make the push. I, you think, really, they I think they can make. You the think push. the mobile alley could could be a viable choice for a contending team? You think they can go all the way with those two guys? That's, that was a question that a lot of people had because they've had uh, Garland and, and uh, Mitchell. I want to say yes. Um, you have, okay, not saying it's a, it's a terrible defense, but the Cavs' main defensive identity stems at the perimeter with, like, Isaac Okoro, and then um, I guess Mobley can also play on the perimeter a bit too. I guess. And then your paint is secured by Jared Allen mm-hmm. and Mobley because he's, yeah. he's just everywhere. Yeah, he's just yeah, And yes, you do have liabilities on. Uh, Darius Garlander, but Mitchell has picked up a little bit more. Honestly. I still think he's a minus defender, but he's back in Utah compared to now. He's he's picked it up a little bit. I don't know about that. I th- I think it's gotten worse in my opinion. Oh, you think it's worse? I, I actually think it's gotten worse. I think that's their biggest liability is the perimeter defense. Because in starting in like Mitchell's second year in Utah, he just let he just started letting like defenders blow by him. But that was the whole team. So oh, it's like fair. Mitchell did not have a good, a good example to start with, anyways. <laughs> So, I don't know. It's, it's, it's tough to say. Because the Twin Towers is tough. Levert's also a pretty solid defender on that team, too. He's been okay, yeah. And he's been scoring as well. Yeah. I mean, I, I have him on my fantasy team right now. Too. Oh, so you got him. You need him. I, I need to. I need you got to gas him up like I'm gassing him mobile right now. I have him, too. I'm mobile. Okay, okay. So, it's... I think the defensive end is, should be fine. Mm. And then the offensive production is there as well. Hmm. Okay. So if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Don't fix it. And you're, you've already made moves to to kind of surround the core. You yes. Know, you brought in Max Drews as a shooter. Like, you didn't want to bring him a score. You wanted to bring in a shooter, purely. Because yeah. that's what they were missing. So I guess Cleveland also believes in their own team. The only thing I'd be worried about is 
Well, if you come into the playoffs and you're playing a team like, I don't know, that can go small. Like, it's kind of tough to, you know, really, really work around that if you're going against a team. I don't know. What, what team could go small that can make the finals? Actually, that's, that's a good question. The Warriors are, I guess, the only real team that could really go small. They're the only team that actually goes small. Which well, I, guess I guess the Raptors can, too. If they make the playoffs. But I guess, I guess Cleveland kind of went against the grain and, and came out on top here because, I mean, if you look at the, the best teams in the league, like Philly hasn't beat, then there's Jokic. And then Giannis. There's Giannis. There's Porzingis for, for Boston. I guess those are like the true, I brought the true contenders. They have like Davis with the Lakers. I guess they're all built up like. With the elite big man. Yeah. And then you just work your way from there. Yeah. It's, it's like going back to 90s ball. Yeah, I guess so. Like, all teams have a really, really strong center or a big presence in there. So I guess Cleveland, it doesn't hurt them as much for having two guys, especially because Mobley can work in the perimeter a little bit. I also think Mobley and Allen are the, the egotistical guys. Definitely not. If they, they don't even fucking talk. If they need to come off the bench, if one of them needs to come off the bench, one of them will. They will. Just because the coach knows how to adjust, right? I just, look, is it bigger staff there? Yeah, yeah, J.B. Bickerstaff. I feel like he knows that sometimes you need to make adjustments. He's not like Coach Bud. <laughs> <laughs> Coach Bud. But I think you bring up a good point in like, yes or no, can they make, uh, make it work? And yes, yeah. and I think yes, too. Okay. And also, I mean, let's not just talk about Mobley now. They have a rookie coming in that... Because I think who who are the ones injured? Uh, Levert is injured. Levert's injured right now. Rubio's not even playing. Rubio's not playing. And I think Garland was injured. Garland was injured. Or, no, it's Mitchell was injured recently. Or it's one of those. It's one of those. But Mitchell was the one that was injured. I think it was a groin. They have had Craig Porter Jr. step in, mm. and he has been a real treat for the Cleveland fans. I mean, him coming. Whoa, hey, what's going on, man? Why is there Am I falling in love with Craig Porter Jr.? Bro, what the hell? No. He has been... Yeah, I caught that the last second. Craig Porter Jr. has been really interesting for them. I mean, his score... I mean, he's reminds me kind of like Sexton, in a way. Like, when he first came onto the scene, 20 and 10 guy. That's what he was in Cleveland. But he's been attacking the basket. He's been able to shoot the ball a little bit. And if, he, if he's able to continue with his production... I think uh, bigger stuff already said that he plans to have him in the rotation. Yeah. So if you have a guy that you can rely on off the bench to come like a Malik Monk, Cleveland is really solid coming into the playoffs. If they make it, obviously. If they make it. I think Cleveland will make it. Right now, their curse lies in the first round. Mm. Yeah. Because they've been bounced in the first round by the first two, uh, last two years already. Yeah. And last year, they had Mitchell the year before. They didn't. Mm. But even with Mitchell, they kind of, they were kind of like, yeah, the New York lost her. Yeah. It did her. And I was expecting them to make it to the second round, which was crazy. So, um, they, yes, adjustments seem to be made. They did address some of them in the offseason with that addition of Max Cruz, yeah. locking in Karis Lover, but it's, they really need to um, figure out what they need, what the next step is. Yeah, it's all showing on the playoffs. Yes. I, I think they should make the playoffs. It's just about if they can perform. Again, so it's very early. We don't know yet. Yes. What? Yeah. Four weeks into the fourth? Four, six weeks to the season? Yeah, it's like about 20 games in, almost. Yeah. So, listen, hey, I'm saying Mobley, he's that guy, man. Let's be honest. We, you see the production. Yeah, yeah, fantasy. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm geeking, man. He's like a double-double machine. People keep asking me to trade for him. I'm just like, yeah, I'm sitting here. I'm like, I'm not here. I'm not, I'm not doing it. They're trying to trade me like Kawhi for him. I'm like, I'm not doing it, man. Mobley is, he's like, he's a hit. He's a hit. He's a hit. Uh, we did talk about 
at least big men just now. Mm. Let's move our gears quickly back to the uh, magic. Let's go to the magic now. I was, I was like, you trust uh, elite big man. I'm like, on the magic. Well, <laughs> the big guy. Big guy. Paolo. Big guy. Paolo. Boncaro. Boncaro. I, I, I wish it was Paolo Boncaro. But no, I love Boncaro. I, I think it's just so sick. It's just so... Boncaro is like... You're a Boncaro guy? I'm a Boncaro guy. It's like, um... Who's that other player before? And I just messed up his name, but I just like... There's another guy like that. Who? I don't know what you're talking about. It's not Boncaro. Oh, Vuc- 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 oh Vucevic. You like Vucevic? I like Vucevic. Come on. I like Vucevic. Mm, it just sounds like cooler. You like the ch- You like that. I really do like the ch- Cheerios. No. I go Cheerios. <laughs> Nick Cheerios, the tennis player. Oh, yeah. Do you think the Magic are legit? Where are they right now? I think they're in the playoffs. They're sec- second. They're second. Yeah. Do I think they're legit? Probably not. I mean, as much as I want to believe in them, it's tough. They have a, a, a it was second year in Bad Carroll, third year. Second year in Bad Carroll. I think second year in Wagner as well. Wagner's third year. Third year. So it's like you have two, these two young guys. I, okay, them two, they've been producing. And even last year, they were producing. So what that means is that they have other guys stepping up on their roster. I think the one guy who has been stepping up is Jalen Suggs. He has come in and he's kind of been their starting guard. And he's been pretty decent, I feel like. He's a guy that he reminds you of like Pat Bev in a way or Dylan Brooks where he's he's super great. Yeah. He likes to get under people's skin. And if he's able to keep it up, I could see them sneaking into the playoffs for sure. Like I could definitely see it because I have a second seed. Second seed, no. Uh, second seed no. But like I think they're the plan mix baseline for sure right now. So I guess the, I guess that doesn't mean they're legit. I mean, what, what would you say is legit for them? I'd say 60. 60 is legit? I think 60 is very possible for the Magic right now. You know what? I, I could see it. I could. I guess, I guess not that really I, I don't watch Orlando a lot. I watch their highlights. Ah, uh, come on, man. But of course he's 60 from that. From what the highlights are saying, what, what, what the production I've been seeing, right? Yeah. It's nice. They, they don't have just that one play that they keep going to. A lot of their plays going like... Swinging the ball around. Oh, they're not doing bank carol ice anymore. No, it's working. So it's real basketball. Yeah, there. So it, I think they have a good shot at sneaking into the playoffs at the sixth seed and making some noise there. Hmm. I can see that. I mean, the East is not it's not as solid as we thought it was. There's a lot of teams that have been falling, like the Raptors and Bulls, especially. I mean, Bulls were. I, was, I, was, I, guess. I mean, coming to the season, people did have some optimism, at least. So it really opens up doors for our teams like, like you said, the Magic. I think the Hornets also could maybe sneak in. The Pacers are definitely the way to Halbert's playing. So it, it's interesting. So I guess you're right. I guess the East is not as competitive. And if the Magic can keep up the space that they're playing with, yeah, they could definitely sneak in. So I guess, yeah, they're legit. I've changed my answer. So now, because they're legit, you always need that that one guy to like give you a bucket when you need it. Oh, come on. We know the guys. But let's say he's too young. He doesn't have that, that mentality yet. Becker. Yeah, but let's say he doesn't have that mentality. He doesn't have it. Yet. Okay. Are you bringing in someone? Because you do have a few draft picks and you do have a few assets to trade. Do you bring someone in to help them out? 
at the All-Star break. break. At the All-Star break this year. Yes. This year, probably not. Probably not. Why? This year, I think probably not because you still don't know who your guys are. I think you're still rotating, especially with Fultz, Anthony, and Suggs. These are three guys that you really don't know who is the guy that you want to keep. So if you know exactly who you want, because each of these guys, they bring different things to, to the floor. Suggs is a defensive guard. If you want to keep him, then you want to bring in a guy that can maybe shoot. Like, I guess Colin could have worked out, I guess. But if you want if you want to keep Anthony, then he's a scorer, so you need someone that could be more complimentary. So I don't know, maybe bring in Tash Jones or something. But if you keep Fultz, he's like the ball dominant guard. Then you bring someone who's more off ball, who can provide more shooting, like you bring heel. So I don't know. I think it depends on who, who your guys are and who you want to build around. That's what really determines who, who you want to bring in. So I, I think this year might be too early for that because they're really just bursting onto the scene. I think you have to give it maybe a year or two like Memphis is doing. Even OKC is probably doing it. So I, I think maybe you wait a year or two. I'm on the opposite. Side of that. You, you, I'd say right yes. Now. You bring in a guy right now. Maybe you might mess up some chemistry like right away, but because you've already started the season strong, mm. you have your number one and your number two guys. Yeah. Why? But do you have your number one, number two? I think you do already. Wagner and Banker. You think those guys are one and two? Yeah, I think for sure. I don't know about one and two for Wagner and Bankero. I think, I think one of those guys can be a. I think they're either two or three or one and three. I'm not sure if they're one and two. Well, on this team right now, they're one and two. Oh, on this team? Okay. But you bring, you, aside from everyone, aside from those two, everyone else is available. You bring in a veteran, a star veteran to solidify things and just like lock everything in place to help push this momentum going forward. Would that work? And I say yes. Because now you have an identity. You have a star that can help your number one option to make Carol to improve and teach the other guys or mentor the other guys. Like, yeah, we need to get this going. And the front office can start bringing in free agents from there who complements who, who helps who. Oh, so you're trying to build a culture for the, yes. for the magic. Because it's not their aimless right now, but they're kind of stuck in a all young guys movement. Yeah. So you want to solidify that. You have the young guys, and you keep pushing and pushing forward. So, so would you have, so obviously in the offseason last year, there were a lot of rumblings about Van Vliet going to the match. Mm-hmm. Would you have liked to see that move? No. You know, not Van Vliet. Not Van Vliet. I think Van Vliet's exactly what they needed. Like, look at the Rockets. I, I mean, yes, yes, but the Magic has too many guards right now. Which, it's a thing, it's a thing, because I think the Magic, I feel like they're keen on moving one of these guards. Yeah. Which would allow Bradley to play with one of those guards and then one of them come off the bench, which I, I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't so mind. Who would you have moved for Bradley? I probably would have moved Cole Anthony. Because yeah, I, I think, I think Suggs being a, like, so strong defensively, having that off the bench helps. Uh, I think I would just have it. Because Anthony, I think he has the most value out of those guys currently. Probably. Probably. So I think you just have to move Anthony for that. I think he's also the worst shooter. Anthony. Is he? Definitely not. Fultz is the worst shooter. Oh, Fultz and Suggs. Fultz just has He's a starting job, right? Sorry? Fultz just has a starting job, right? Yeah, Fultz has a starting job, I think. That's why I kept thinking he was a good shooter. <laughs> yeah, I was like, he's the best shooter. Probably on the whole roster. Oh, shit. I, I'll probably have to say he's the best shooter on the roster. So, would you want to sacrifice that then? For Van Lee, I'd probably have to. I mean, I mean, at that point, you're probably hoping for some of your other guys to pick up the shoot. I mean, to become shooters. Huh. I mean, he's a. I mean, the Rockets signed that late, and there were a lot of like, why would you do that for that much money? I, I get, I get that the money was was big. It's big, 
but I'm saying that the leadership that he provides, it's almost priceless. You almost need that for the for the Houston roster. Mm-hmm. So, and I mean, look how it's working out. I mean, even though he's in games, he's still the same family checking up shots and shit. But he's still the, the leader. I mean, look at the guys. It's not like when someone makes a shot, everyone's just clapping. Everyone's like, let's go. Like, Jabari Smith is super into it, even though he doesn't get the ball that much. Like, everyone's, like, it's all for one. That's what, that's what the magic I think need. Yep. So, yeah, I, I think I think you're you're right in saying that building a culture might be more important than developing this roster right now. Let's say, like, cause let's say the development doesn't go well for at least one of these guys. Yeah. Then you just wasted two years trying to push something that wasn't going to go. Then yeah, you didn't know it was gonna work. Yeah. Cause right now it's still an experiment. Mm-hmm. So trade one of those guys, like one of the more promising guys, see if you can get a solidified all star, and go from there. Yeah, I think a lot of teams have done that. I mean, a team that tried it and failed, I think, was Detroit, where they signed Jeremy Grant. And I forgot who else they signed that. They had Blake Griffin on that roster, too. I, I think, yeah. That roster, they tried building a culture, and it was working for the most part. I mean, who knows if they kept if they kept Griffin, they kept Grant, maybe another guy would want to join them. But that one failed. But there's a bunch of other experiences that did work, like Brooklyn. That one year where they had D'Lo, like that whole roster where it was super hype. And then you brought in KD. KD, Kyrie King, Martin King. It works. I think the culture does work. You think KD's going to go there after the years that Brooke Lopez was on the team? No. But the fact that he's seen this team was fun, this team looks like it has, has a lot of culture, the fans are into it. I want to go there. And Orlando has a rich history of superstar centers. Exactly, yeah. Stardom coming from that place. So. I, I, I think Ryan is really awesome. This is like this is the best thing I think one of the best things you've had. All right, then my next thing might be kind of shit. Oh shit! What's going on here? Um, so we talked about the Magic just now. Yeah. We talked about the Timberwolves. Mm. Uh, I'm just going to. Yeah, we talked about we didn't talk about the Pistons yet. Clearly. Do we want to? I think we should. Maybe like five minutes on that. Yeah, it's interesting question. What's up with the Pistons? Nothing's up with the Pistons. What the fuck is going on with the Pistons? I mean, it's tough because their best player is not playing for Sanders right now. Yeah. Which is which hurts them the most. He hasn't improved. He's stagnating right now. Yeah, right now it looks like he's stagnating. But with the coaching and the roster around them, do you blame him for stagnating? I think the coaching is technically okay. I think the coaching is horrendous. I mean, there's well, nothing really going on here. Well, you can't do much with the with the team. The coach can only do so much with the team that you have. Start Jaden Ivey would, would help. Probably. <laughs> and maybe playing at least two shooters around K would help as well. Well, there's injured. Joe Harris is out. Bogdanovich is out. Those are your shooters. Right? Yeah. Everyone else is not a shooter. There has, I mean, there has to be someone <laughs> in the work. I mean, as, as Isaiah Liverstone, the team, like, I have no idea. Just play Ivy with a shooter and maybe someone else like a space before and Durant. Play that roster for Kate to start with and then fuck around. Because right now, I feel like Monty is just playing guys that need to be played. It's it's like, there's not a real team building out. I feel like Monty also has the pressure from the front office. To does he? I feel like he does. It's like five years, like, Five hundred thousand million dollars of his contract. He has no pressure, but yeah. I feel like he does have the pressure. Why do you have pressure? Well, you're the new head coach in this area, uh, on a rebuilding team that wants to to develop, to make that maybe next step into not a 15 seed, maybe like trying for a playing spot. Yeah. So he has somewhat of a pressure to be like, all right, let's experiment, see what works, but. Your two veterans are out. Yeah. You have a shit ton of centers that all pretty much play the same. 
and your best player is not up to standard right now. So what else can you really do? You can try and experiment. You can slowly integrate different things, see if it works from game to game. But right now, it's just like he's he's lost. Yeah, I guess you're right. I mean, I guess he's in a tough spot. Yep. And now my question for you is, what do the Pistons do now? I know it's early. What do they do now? I know they're in the middle of a rebuild. But what do they do? I mean, what can they do now? I'd say rebuild again. Who would you trade? Bro, I'm trading Cade. Oh, no. I'm trading Cade. If Cade's value is technically not at its highest, but it's still pretty high on this roster. You think Cade's getting worse from now? I love Cade coming in. How old is Cade? Like 21, 22. You're not trading a 22 year old that hasn't hit his peak yet. But when you know the peak is still there, the peak is still there, but like his value is pretty high now, too. His promise is there. You have too many bad big men on the roster. Okay. You ship everyone out, get a shit ton of good picks in, and start from there. You Monty's on the on the team for another five years. Start start from scratch. Start anew. I think the issue with that is you have no point guards on this team that are even playable. Kate is the only point guard that you can play, and he's your best player. If I'm trading Kate for like more picks, most of the time I'm getting. More shit point guards, and I already have shit centers. It's tough when you have no decent players except for point guards, because your best players are Ivy, Kate, Durin. Those are your guys. But what if you just build around Ivy and Durin instead? But why would you do that? I mean, what's the point of doing that? And you bring in another, like, you have a point guard. Like, I think Kate at this point, his baseline is solid starting point guard. That's his base. That's his, that's his floor. You can work with that. You can keep Cade and still build, but his value is pretty high. Like for that roster, it's pretty high. But it's not as highest. His highest was probably before that, and his highest is it's been three years. So his highest is not. Cade is very injury prone. I don't know if I want that. He's injury prone. Pretty injury prone. He he couldn't even play like past sixty games the last two seasons. Well, he's had one real injury last year. And, and the year first, it was like a freak injury. It was like, I'm not sure like what you really want from Kate at this point. Like, it's not like his body is fair. Like, if like injuries, I mean, injuries are just scaring me right now. He's not hurt, man. It seems like, it sounds like you're really low on Kate. That's what I mean. I, I love Kate coming into the draft, but it's been disappointing to see. Is it because you wanted to trade for him and I said no? Is that why Ryan is? That was going on. Like, which, no, I guess injury. Well, I, I don't know. Like, him being 22, he's still growing. I think there's no way you trade this guy. He's your number one pick. You've already tried to build around him with Duran and Ivy. Like, there's no way you give up on it now. If you give up on it now, then why would another player even want to be in the team? If, he, if, if this team has no promise for their young, budding superstar, then why would I want to be there and not get expected to be traded? So I don't know. It's, it's tough for the front office as well. If you trade Kate now, it's like, you, you have a really bad rep, I feel like. We'll see. I don't, I don't know. I just, I just don't, don't like the situation there. I just want to see Kate succeed, too. I mean, you know what? We've seen teams go on and on years after years playing like shit, you know? It it, it works out at some point. Phoenix did this with Booker. Booker in his second year, I mean, you probably have to ask the same question. Like, would you have traded Booker in that situation? But Booker wasn't injured from though. Was he not? Booker was pretty solid. He never really... So, so that's what's stopping you. That's what's stopping me. Because if you have... If your best player is someone who got injured pretty frequently and couldn't even complete a whole season, I don't know if that's someone I want. I'm not labeling Kate injury prone. This is no way. I mean, not, not yet. I mean, you never know what happens. But right now, I'm not. That's not his label. I mean, it's just a freak injury that happened. 
I mean, if he's comfortable with playing off-season games, playing against Team USA, going hard off-season, then, like, I mean, that means he's comfortable with his body. It's, it's not like Kawhi Leonard. Like, if anything, I would have to say, like, Yoke is probably more injury-prone than Kane. Like, if, if these players aren't playing off-season ball, if they aren't going hard in the off-season, that means they don't really want to, like, waste energy or risk getting injured. If these guys are comfortable with their bodies in the off-season, that means they're, they're you know, they're probably, you know, a confident... And, and, and their health stuff. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, 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 I'm just, it's too early to label Kate injury problem, in my opinion. If he gets injured this season, ACL tear, okay, then I can see it. But right now, uh, it's helpful. Okay. Have to knock on the wood for that. And you know what? I'll, I'll, let's move on to another shit team. Because you know what? Why? It's fun talking about shit teams. So the Trailblazers have started the season really, really slow. And Scoot is injured and he's been playing bad. And you haven't seen real promise from Aiden either. So at this point, he's been good, for sure. But everyone else has been, and Brogdon's been okay. But if you're the Blazers, you kind of have to make a move by, by midseason. So what move would you look to make? Because there's actually a lot of options. Scoot is a rookie. So I would probably leave Right, he might be injury prone. Yeah, that's fine. But injury prone rookie is different from injury prone year players. I mean, he's like 21 still. That's the difference. He came in at 18, which is the difference. About third year, difference from player to player, in my opinion. I guess. Fine. But there is one guy that I really want to move on from. DeAndre Hmm. Yeah. There's three names that you could really go with here. Or even four. Okay. Let me see if I can name them. Yeah. Aiton. Grant. Simons. Yeah. Those are the four. And Simons would be more on the outside because he's right now he's not playing. I mean, Rob Williams, too, to an extent, but he's... he's well, right now, he has him, too. He's out. He's, 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 like, the most injury-prone player of all time. Yeah. You, so. you could probably trade him for, like, two second round picks. The 59th pick for next two or, or the Jay Crowder special, the, the five second round picks. Maybe you might have to pull that off if you're... The Gary Payton, Jay Crowder type of deal? Yeah, the five second round picks. Yeah, it's the... It's the... What was it? The... The elite role player deal? The 2022 special, man. That was that was a crazy offseason. That was three five second round pick deals in one one offseason for Jay Crowder. That's crazy. For Bossman 99. That's a tough one. But yes, those are the four the four players I would consider moving on. And Aiden would be the first one off the list for you. Why Aiden? Well, dominating has not been dominating. So you expect something to be coming out from your the center that you traded. Game for right? I guess, yeah. But I'm not seeing shit happening. Uh, he's, what, eight points a game still? Seven points a game now? No, he's, no, he's picking up. He's picking up. Okay. The last, last few games have been actually really solid. I haven't watched Portland, but... From the fantasy stats... Okay, let's look at right now, actually. I'm going to go in stats right now. On Young Fantasy, because... Uh, the second player, though, Jeremy Grant, he, he's pretty solid, I'd say. Yeah, he's been performing pretty solid. He's been pretty solid, but... If you're rebuilding or tanking team. You don't want them any wins. Yeah. So and you think he's too good? Yeah. yeah. And, and you can, can get, for Jeremy Grant, you can get like two first round picks, picks three first round picks. picks. Easy. The way he's playing, yeah. yeah. Easy two first round picks. So, and then you just, Orlando. But Grant, probably not. I, I just don't, I don't, I don't want that. <laughs> it doesn't work. It doesn't work. But, I'm just saying, you send him to another team that could use his, his talents, I don't, I don't know. 
<laughs> just trade the fours and fives to teams that already have fours and fives. Why not? Why not? I think you probably, I mean, coming into the season, you want to trade Brogdon. Yeah. And I think Brogdon is still, still the move here because he's actually playing pretty solidly too very far. I mean, he's the only point guard on the roster at this point. Somehow. Simon's is he still coming off the bench? I'm not sure. I don't think he is. There's no way. I mean, but coming to a season, it's like, well, he's the guy that's probably the odd man out. I mean, you probably want to play the other guys more. Scoot's out. Simon's out. He's starting. So, so I think you have, have to move him. It's the best case scenario. He's going to probably give you at least a first round pick at the minimum. So I think he's the guy that has to move forward. Aiden, though, I think I would still hold on because, well, you have him for another four years, I think. Mm -hmm. And if you want to trade much at his lowest value, I probably wouldn't do that. I mean, what's his stop? I mean, right now, it's about 12 to 10 with a steal on the block. I mean, which. $40 million a year for that? I mean, who knows? It could get better. I think his last few games have been a bit better. 18-8-4, uh, 11-5. This is 17-2. It's a little better. It is a little better. 17-12, I mean. And 22-10 a few games before that. Okay. I mean, you expect more from him. Well, double-doubles all around. Yeah. Which, I mean, I don't want to you know, compare it too much, but, like, Evan Mobley kind of has the same numbers in a way. Around the same numbers. The only reason why I'm judging it a little harder is because numbers. I know they're different players. It's just because it's the max contract. Yeah. Which I personally did not think should have gone out, period. But they were kind of, their hand was kind of worse. Phoenix had to do it. Otherwise, he talks to the Pacers for nothing. Yeah, exactly. And you know what? I'm an Aiden believer, and I have been for a long time. Especially since the uh, the bubble. I've heard this a lot. Listen, man. He locked down AD. He locked down Jokic. It's, it's, and they made the finals with him as a starting center. And even the finals, he played solid as well. He was probably their second best player for some of these series. If he can just get back to that, then he'll be worth the money, I think. If he can get back to it, which is this team, does he have a Reese to get back to it? No. Does he have a coach that's telling him to get back to it? No. Monty's not doing it. And who's the coach right now? Chauncey, right? He's not doing shit. He's one of the worst coaches in the league, I think. He needs a coach that I'm just going to tell him straight up. If, listen, if there's a team that I would want to trade for him, which I don't think is a way for it to happen, it would be Sacramento. I would love to have work. I would love to have Sabonis and Ain paired up and have a coach like Mike Brown. Yeah. Just get into him. Ooh, Steve Kerr. Steve Kerr won't stay shitty. You don't know that. I don't know. From the clips I've seen, he's not, he's not really looking to develop. Pajemski doesn't want to develop. Kaminga. Hasn't developed Moody, like not playing these but guys. Are you really developing Aiton at this point? He's a little he's like 23, 24. But he has a role in his in system. But, but you know he can do more as a coach. And as a coach, you probably want him to do more. Okay. As Kerr, yeah, I guess you're right. With the system. Because his Kerr system is give it to Curry, find the open man, and bam. Right? Yeah. Look at Kavan Moody. He doesn't do a whole lot on that team, but when he. He knows his role. He knows to grab the board. He knows how to get blocks, right? Yeah. And that, and he's been doing it tremendously for the Warriors. You're right. On some nights, he's like second or third night, third best player for them. Yeah. And that's just because he knows what to do. If Aiton goes to the Warriors and figures out what the hell he needs to do there, they're solid. He's another Andrew Wiggins like type of story. That's actually true. That's true. And. The, the things that, that um, Aiden does, does like, like obviously, because I said no because of, I want Aiden to become a star, but if you're saying for Aiden to be in the system of the worst, I 100% agree, because listen, Aiden, his best role is, right now, 
catch the board, dish it out, five passes, block shots. And if he's on the Warriors, he's, he's just a better Kevon Looney, which it sucks to, for Ain as a player. Because obviously, like, seeing become a star and turn into a role player, it sucks. But if you wanted the best for him, yeah, him on the Warriors would be insane. He's a decent playmaker. He looks for passes more than he wants to shoot the ball. He's a smart guy. Yeah, he, he can make... A free line jumper, which helps. Blue can't do that. He sets strong screens when he has to. Yeah, I think you're right. In that role, he would be the best fit for the Warriors. The only issue there now is the, the cap. Yeah. The money, it just doesn't work because of the huge-ass contract that he got. But system-wise, I think DeAndre Aiden to the Warriors works a lot. If you're willing to, would you move Thompson? Yes. You praying? Yes. Yeah, I would have to say this too, because dominating. Are, are we going into um, the Warriors now? Sure, why not? Warriors have been struggling a lot. Yeah, to say the least. They're what, under 500 now? <laughs> I did not know that. Like seven and nine or something. They keep losing in close games, it's a shame. Yeah, but Warriors, CP3 is working. CP3 is working. Curry is just doing his thing. But Curry won't be nine, it seems like. But it's mainly Clay and... I love Clay, 2016, 2017. It's, it's tough, tough to see a guy from a superstar go into a role player type of state, and it's, it sucks. Yeah, yeah especially because he started the season extremely slow. Yeah. That was a real issue. And it he did help. start last season slow, too. And right. he led the league in three last year, too. He did pick it up. But I think the, a big thing about Clay right now, and I'm not, I, I don't want to bash him. Clay was one of my favorite players all the time. I modeled my three by shot after. Yeah, everyone has at some point. Yeah. <laughs> Clay needs, his ego needs to, he needs to contain him a little bit. Because he's feeling a little hurt about like the state he's in. Right? You went from a superstar and two injuries overnight, not overnight, but you know, like, it caused him to just like come out like this. He's, he's no longer the best perimeter defender. His three point is shaky now. And yes, he has four wings, and yes, he's still technically a starter, but I don't know if he's he's on par with... He's not top 15 in shooting guards in the league anymore. Yeah, I mean, we would have to go do that, but from the early season report, yeah, probably not. Like, it's not anymore, so... It's tough. I mean, obviously Thompson, recently he's been picking it up. Yes. Which, it happens. Like, I mean, obviously, it's like... Uh, still two weeks into the season, so you never know. But right now... I still believe in Thompson. I mean, I always believe in slow, slow starts. Every fantasy year, I know what happens. Like, if a guy starts off slow, I know at some point if they're a star player, they're going to pick it up. Yeah. What are you looking at? That's right. I'm looking at this guy. <laughs> Thompson, he should pick it up. And I think he is. I think he knows that the team really needs to rely on him because, well, listen, who else they don't rely on? It's Curry, Thompson, Green. Their whole roster got mudded after the whole KD situation. The roster has been... Pretty, pretty slow. I mean, they've gotten good contributions from role players some years. That's how they won a championship with Gary Payne and um, our pointer stepping up. Right now, they need Clay. They need Clay. I think the Warriors, at some point, they're going to step it up, which I hope so. They're still projected to make the playoffs. Yeah. Like yeah. It's not, a, it's not surprising, but it's just concerning with a slow start. For yeah, it's very concerning. Because he also was getting old, so you never know if this could this could stay. That big three is old. Is it the oldest big three right now? It has to be. It's like the it's like the Spurs almost. It's like they're all thirty three and above. Yeah. 
So 30, yeah, 34, 35 for most of them actually. Yeah, I think Clay's exactly 33 and so was green, I think, right? Green is 33, 34, yeah, and Curry's 35. Yeah, so it's, it's tough, it's tough. Which is why I think we're going to pick it up because of some guys on the roster, which I have seen that. It's been intriguing. Obviously not Corey Joseph. He's just been, he's, I think it's the same, but every team he goes to, he just like, kind of misses a few threes. Gets a few fouls and, and subs out. Yeah. That's, that's what he does in the team. So that's, that's what he's doing, doing for the Warriors. Warriors. But Pozemski is looking great. Mm -hmm. he, he's looking like a all rookie second season. Sarge is looking great. He's a shooting guy. Lights up, I feel like. I think so. I think he's out of the watch. Yeah, because sometimes he's like, he's doing his day, he's catching that three, and blah, blah. The next year, he's like, just standing there. No, you know why? I think Sarge is one of these guys that, like, he gets so pissed sometimes. Like, when he plays angry, I feel like. Probably. So when he's on, he's, like, on fire. He's, like, hyped up. When he's playing like shit, he's just pissed off. That's probably what we see happening. But Moody needs to play more. Yes. Moody, his whole career has been solid. He comes in, hits threes, plays defense, but just doesn't get PT. He... He's not, he's like um, the guy that the coaches love to play, Yeah, but never does. He never plays. And he's just going on another team and become like Alex Caruso. For real. That's what he's going to be because he's a he's a really good shooter. I mean, I was surprised. Because when he first came to the league, I thought he was like a, a defender kind of player that could finish. But I thought he was just a defender. Yeah, right? Now he's like, he's just a really solid shooter. So if, if they could somehow find a way to play him, you know, and Steve Kerr, they could really make noise. And isn't Wiggins is out right now, right? Yeah, but he's playing like shit too. No, no, but Wiggins has always had a slow start to the season too. The only outlier was... The, the All Star year in yeah, yeah twenty twenty one crazy All Star year that was the only year he had an exception, hmm. but Wiggins was always known to have like slow start and then pick it up yeah later. also inconsistencies he yeah. kind of was a long cold guy's little career but like in Minnesota that was more much more everyday now that he has the system Golden State I don't think it'll be that yeah and you expect him to pick it up yeah his role is not difficult he he has a lot of open shots mm -hmm. he cuts like he shouldn't be missing this much and Clay just. I say they, they should, should move, move on from Clay if the situation gets worse from here. And you know, because Curry's window is only that big. Yeah, very small. And yes, Clay, you've done so much for the You've done so much for the culture here, so much for the city. But if the paycheck you want next year is a max contract, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. We'll let you go. Gotta let him go at that point. It sucks, but it's true. So, not my words question. Let's, Let's say at the All Star break right now. Mm. You're looking over the stats. You're looking over everything. You can make the playoffs, but you gotta let go of one of your big money guys. Who are you letting go? For sure. Hmm. Out of those, I guess two guys, Green and Thompson. Oh, you're letting go of Green. Because Green is shit in any other system. Yeah, it's tough. But who knows? Maybe a team like the Lakers can make it work. I'm saying Chris Paul. Oh yeah, I, I guess, guess that's, that's the that's, that's, that's the guy. He's, he's not under the radar. For we, we we didn't even talk about him. We barely touched on him because I don't see any real big faults for him. Yeah, yeah, he just kind of does his job. job. I, I guess Chris Paul might have to be the the, the answer here. Because Green, the reason I would maybe look to let him go is because he is he's looked like he's been diminishing pretty fast. Like he's regressing pretty fast, which is why maybe you look to move him. But I guess the value's not there. Chris Paul, maybe you could see something. I mean, what would you want? What would you expect back from Chris Paul? Well, right now. What, what's, what's the stat line? It's like, he's double digits in assists or? Uh, I think it's near, near ten assists, right? Near, near ten assists, near ten assists, near ten assists. Because you sent Draymond Green out, 
no other team can use him. Yeah. He's designed specifically. It's like a duel. It's like you have you have Curry, you need to have Draymond. But you you can't you can have Curry on its own, but you can't have Draymond on its own. Every time Curry gets injured, Draymond plays like shit. Obviously. Yeah. You see with the Rudy Gobert. Why do that's a boy everywhere, man? I'm a good girl right now. I'm trying to get one of the streets. But yeah, if you look at Chris Paul's stats, like 9 and 7, not bad. Not bad. Especially for coming off the bench. The issue is that he's ball dominant. Yeah. That's the issue. Like, I don't think a team is ready to give him the ball. But he doesn't need to score anymore. Look, he's okay scoring 9 points a game. But he needs to get the ball. I feel like a lot of teams have players off the bench who won't want the ball already. Like, if the next fight I want, because I run that quickly with the ball off the bench, mm-hmm. you know? So, it's tough. If you can get... I mean, what would you want, though, from, from Chris Paul? If you're training Chris Paul, what would you want back? I mean, that's the real question. If I'm training Chris Paul, I'm expecting some role players that can help him contribute. Some role players that can contribute. Yeah. I don't know if you're getting that from Chris Paul. Which, which is why I brought up Green, because, like, maybe you could get that from Green. Like, Green on another team does not going to work out. Who knows? I think it's going to get waves. I brought for a season and go back to the Warriors. Us as watchers of the game, we watch the games. We have a different mindset than the GMs that, that analyze the game. Or even analyze guys. Like, maybe another team looks at Draymond and says, he can, we can fit him in. So, who knows? Who knows? I say Chris Paul or Thompson. Fair enough, fair enough. They have an underperforming Thompson. So, I mean, I wouldn't hate to, I wouldn't hate to, like, go with Clay. I just can't see another Jersey man. I just don't want to see it. If he would, if he did it, do it. Let's say another team. The only team I could see him in a Jersey, only because I see his Jersey stuff on Twitter a million times, is the Lakers. I would want to see him on the Lakers because him and LeBron would be next. I was going to say the Lakers, too. And he's from he's from He's from LA, too. But well, just, I, I don't, they'll, they'll never trade with each other. They will just never trade with each other. The Lakers and the Warriors are just never doing it. I mean, it's, you mean LeBron and the Warriors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. Not, not Rob and Lakers. It's LeBron's decision at the end of the day. They'll, they'll never trade with each other. But I can definitely see Clay moving on to the Warriors at some point. Yes. If the Warriors choose to let him go. For sure. Which I hope doesn't happen. Legacy-wise, storybook-wise, don't want that to happen. I don't want a Tony Parker on a Hornets. Oh, that would be tough. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's move on to another team. team. Let's move on to another team and Chicago. Chicago. Okay. All right. <laughs> what you got? Oh, you oh, said what you got. got. I thought you said Chicago. Chicago. I was like, oh, yeah. okay, no. We could, but like, like no. Yeah. Okay, I want to talk about this because they've been. It's, it's been, been a really hot topic. LA team, the Clippers. Ever since they brought up Harden, it's been a tough fit. They've been losing. Yeah, it was six out of seven games. They had like a seven-game lose streak, and then they went on a winning streak. Yeah, yeah, and then they, they, the, the, the first thing they won was off of a buster beater. Yeah, much. like Harden hit from Harden. Which, I don't know. The fit has been tough. I think but before the trade, the thing that makes it different, it's not like they got him and they played like shit. It's they were playing exceptionally before the trade, they traded and they played like shit. I mean, what what's the lineup? Well, how does it work? I really don't know because I think Paul George is your number one. I think George is the number one guy. The way he's playing, Kawhi is the 1B. I say right, right now, uh, you have James, James Harden as your point guard, which, a side note, mad respect to Russ. Yeah. yeah. This, this guy came in and said, fuck, we're, we're not working, working right now. now. Let, Let me come off the bench just so the first unit can be a little more cohesive. Right. I fuck with that a lot. Especially because this season, I would argue that he should be starting. He deserves a starting spot. Yeah. 
he came to, to he, the reason why he signed back with them. I wanted him to go to Phoenix so bad. You remember? You remember that? Yeah. Oh my God. I wanted him to go to Phoenix so bad, just because you know, like Katie, you know, reunited. I love that. But he signed with LA was because they promised him. Tyrone Lue was like, yes, you'll get the starting spot if you're back. And he had it when he when he came from the Lakers to the Clippers. And perhaps he proved that he was a starter. Exactly. But Steve Ballmer made the choice to bring in James Harden. It did not work. And this guy, Russ. Voluntarily told Ty, let, let me come off the bench, bench. Let, let me work, work with, with the second unit so the first unit can get a little more comfortable. That's that's a real human moment. Like, like you're you're a, a superstar, you're an athlete, you're a former MVP. MVP. Yeah. And, and yes, you, you might be on the decline. decline. You might you're, you're nearing your twilight. twilight. Yeah. But, but you're, you're still, still a very valuable contributor. He just showed that he can still provide on the playoffs. Like he's still like probably like. You know, you know, by, by his standards, standards like, like he's a top starting level. He's a top, top sixty player in the league right now. Yeah, yeah like fringe all star the way he's playing. playing yeah. yeah, and, and he's, he's like saying, "No, I'm going to bench because I know that this team needs to build chemistry." Yeah. yeah. So, so my respect for Russ, I've always loved Russ. Even when he was struggling in LA, I would always draft him because I just love the guy. No, it's because he still put up stats. Yes, that's fair too. But Russ is just such a good teammate. Yeah, for sure. But Back, back to, to the James Harden is your one. one. Uh, PG is your two. two. Kawhi is your three. Yeah. And then, is it PG Tucker? Damn. Is it PG Tucker? Is it? Who else is there? I mean, because they, they traded all the role players. <laughs> they traded Batum and Covington. And Marcus Morris. All your fours are gone. So yeah. You have no choice but to play Tucker. Which, I guess it works because you have scoring from three other guys. I guess, I guess you could play, play 1v4 if you have and Zubat. Oh, is it 4v5? Yeah. Because I'm not... Okay, personally, if, if Tucker's not in the starting lineup, I'm not playing him, period. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, him on the, on the bench, you know, we talk. I'm not, I'm not playing Tucker off the bench. Yeah, but you have Norman Powell coming off. You have Bowen Tyler coming off. So... And you have Russ. It does work. Yeah. It's just anti Oh, and you have... Who they just signed? Daniel Tice. Tice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah, you said that. And Pongu, but Pongu is out. Right. He's out right now. Yeah. Yeah. But that's, that's overall not a terrible first and second unit. unit. Yeah, yeah I, I feel like it's the same story with the Clippers every year. Though, like every, every year they have a solid starting lineup and a very solid bench, and they just never perform. But this year, I mean, Powell. Has, it looks like he's really taking the step. I, I really like what I've seen from Powell this season. I feel like Norman. Yeah, yeah, if they didn't, didn't have, like, like Kawhi PG, he should be starting. Like, I'm a bunch of our teams, he's a starting level shooting guard. And, I don't know, I, I, I think the way they've been playing recently, because they've been picking it up, it looks like it could work. Zubox is my guy. Zubox is your guy. Listen, Zubox is my guy, man. Fantasy, I don't care. I keep bringing up fantasy. Bro, he... Well, that's the easiest way for us to determine Yeah, to show the stats, right? Yeah, exactly. This guy, I don't care what he does. Double double machine, yeah. Close, Close to double double machine. People, people can shut him. He puts up like nine and six on some nights. I don't care, man. This guy does his role every night. Plays really good defense. He's a good free throw shooter, which is important for Vegas. center, he's actually pretty decent. What else do you need from your starting center? You never, you never want to move this guy. He's a team that every guy would want. I told you, I told you about my concern with him. Like I think last episode, that he doesn't box out. That's my only issue with him. Because in the past, if you had Russ starting with him, he does box out, though. Okay, okay. 
he box out, but he doesn't grab the board. What's the issue though? Like other because the other team gets the board next. No man, that's why gets the board. That's a, that's why it worked when they were in the starting lineup together because Russ would grab the board. Yeah. Do what? Now it's, it's Harden is not grabbing shit. No, so. Harden just Harden can't jump. Doesn't even play. Yeah, he's barely <laughs> even walks. So. so it's it's. I think it's a little more tough now, which is why he's been putting up double doubles recently. He has to. He has yeah. to pick up the slack. See, I told you, man, he does grab the board, right? If he has to, he'll grab it. I mean, listen, the offensive boards, that's what really makes Zubox Zubox. He's okay. an offensive monster. So I guess everyone, like, PG and Kawhi can grab the defensive board. Yeah. Boardman gets paid. Boardman gets paid. But listen, PG's the number one on that team. I've been saying it. He's the With number one. 23, 24 right now? Or? Yeah, I think he's around 24 points a game. Yeah. I mean, he's been insane. He's been hitting threes lights out. I feel like he's just... Should have started the podcast earlier. <laughs> yeah, really? I mean, sheesh. That's a nice collaboration. Paul George... Like, Court of Kings and Podcast Pete? No, we're booked. Sorry, Paul George. Oh, we're booked. <laughs> but, yeah, Paul George has been hella solid. Like, he's the best player right now. He's playing like OKC Paul George. MVP Paul George. Like, he is, his, his spring is back. He looks like he's comfortable with his body now. Like, he preached that he really put time into uh, working his body back to where mm-hmm. it used to be. And look, what's, look how it's paying off. He's Amazing. great. Amazing. That's my God. That's why I drafted him three times. <laughs> PG-13. Ever since Indiana, man. He was my favorite player when I first started watching basketball. Yeah, I remember you telling me that. He's, he's still one of my favorite guys. Just, yeah. I, I think he's Athens' favorite guy, too. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. I mean, he, he's, he's got to he's, like his game. He's him, bro. He's him. He is him. He's him. But yeah, Clippers overall, I think they, as long as Harden fits his role, he doesn't pout, they will work. Which he shouldn't, because... Now he has, yeah, bro, you he have has guys that are better than him. Bro, you have everything now. Yeah. You have everything. You have, you're, you're in L.A. You have your best friend. You have some of the best players in the world. Like, two, two, of, the, two of the best players in the league right now are on the same team with you. And I think what, what this actually matters to Harden is that they're American. Yes. I think that he, he actually wants to be around guys that he can relate with. And he knows he's going to get paid this offseason. Yeah. Like, you have everything. So just shut up. And just work. I feel like he hasn't said shit, though. <laughs> no, but like, back in yeah, don't Yeah, don't fucking do all this other stuff. Because what, three teams in three years? Come on. That, yeah. The team's not the issue. You're the issue. Right? Yeah, so issue. now you gotta... You gotta... Yeah, you're trying to team that has anything that he could want. So he has to perform. I mean, he has guys that have... Yeah, I think what really matters to him is, like, guys that he can relate with. I think that's what really matters. Like, I think at Houston, I don't know who, he, who the fuck he talked to <laughs> back when he was MVP, but like, Westbrook is there, it works. He goes to Brooklyn. I don't think he like Kyrie, Katie. Like, I don't think they mesh well together. Philly, Yoke, and me really talks English. Harris is like a family man. Max, he's young. This team, he's like, he's like, yeah, and there are guys that have actual swag on this team. And in Philly. And in Philly. And Westbrook's there. Yeah. So, yeah. He has to work out there. Glad, glad we got that out of the way. Yeah. 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 I have two more teams that we can quickly touch upon. How many teams you got left to talk? I promise one. One, Chicago or Phoenix? Who do you want to go? Chicago or Phoenix? Let's go... No, you choose. It's your team. Let's go Phoenix. Okay. Is Phoenix going to be a play-in team this year? No. No. They're not going to be a play-in team. Because it's looking like everyone's injured, except for KD. <laughs> <laughs> Which is it's so sad. It happens to KD every single year. No, but here's the thing. If Phoenix goes to a play-in team... They're gonna destroy the league. Yeah, they're killing. <laughs> they're gonna dis- they're the best ten seed ever, ever of all time. Like, this is this is worse than the Warriors being like the playing team. Like, the fucking hell! Like, imagine you're like, 
let's say, like, I don't know, who can we say is going to make play? Like, Houston, let's say. Houston's going to play it. Oh, okay, maybe we'll play. No, 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 no. We, we got a chance. And yeah. then the matchup is the Sun. Like, bro, Bradley Beal clear to play. Devin Booker, he's healthy. Like, Bradley Beal ready to play. Yeah, like, bro, they're so fucked. So, if they make a plan, then yes. I mean, yeah. So, like, my question now is, are you projecting them to make playoffs? Yeah. So, within one so to six. Easy. Because I, I think injuries are going to hamper them. But by the time the playoffs roll around, they're dominating. Yeah. I mean, I think they're making the playoffs just because, well, the only issue for injuries is really just be like, Booker gets injured here and there, but, like, he's mostly healthy. The, Booker's generally a very healthy player. It's only until, like, this year and yeah. last year that he's sort of... Well, it's, it's what? He's almost 10 years in the league. So. Yeah, so he, he's... So where and tear is going to be there? Yeah, especially for someone so young that like, he's been healthy most of his career. Like, maybe he didn't focus on his body as much. Mm-hmm. But I expect him to play more often. It's just Beal is a real issue here. Like, Beal is made of glass. It's on... They muddled their roster just to bring in Beal. And if he's not playing, it's tough. Yeah. It is tough. But the thing I like about their team is that they have guys that are stepping up, especially Grace now. Mm-hmm, yeah. He has been really, really strong for them, so... I think they can make the playoffs just because, well, Katie and Booker itself mm-hmm. is like a top five seed. Yeah. So when Bill comes back, it should be, you know, it should give them enough time to make a playoffs. Okay, yeah. So I guess my question was, do you think they'll get into the playoffs as a playoff team or into the playoffs as a play-in team? I think it has to be playoffs. Okay. Because we were saying, like, oh, the Miami Heat were the best eight seed. <laughs> uh, well, the Phoenix Suns are the best eight. Yeah, if they are in the playoffs, then fuck, man. If they make a, they make a 10 seed, it's going to be insane. No, but that's because I have the feeling that if they just keep getting injured, like taking turns getting injured, yeah. they won't get to a 6 seed. That's fair enough. But by the time playoffs roll around, the GM's like, nah, bro, you got to play. I, I spent all my money on this. Yeah, like, I don't give a fuck if your back hurts, Bill. You're getting on the fuck on the floor. That's what he's got to say. I mean, listen, they're going to be good, too. Bill's probably still going to hit like 25 a night. Even with a hurt back. You would hope so, yeah. He probably, he probably is. I don't know, I don't know. Maybe maybe his back is going to... It's going to hit with the Ben Simmons, you know? Like, oh, it's gonna, no. It's going <laughs> to actually make him unplayable. So you never know, but you expect at least 20 from him. Yeah, but yeah, that, that was my that was my very quick um, talk about the <laughs> Suns. <laughs> Them being a playing team, that's hilarious. So, yeah, your turn. Yeah, okay, I'll talk about Washington. Okay. This team, it's, it's disappointing, not because they're losing... It's because the way they're losing. <laughs> you thought Poole was going to be a tank commander. I mean, he's worse than a tank commander. Bro, he's a, he's a private, bro. He's like a BF-10 bomber commander, man. This guy he's is playing like... He's a suicide bomber. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's what he is. He's a suicide bomber. This guy's playing like shit, and they're losing. It's crazy. I've not seen a worse start from a player. I mean, the first five games were like, okay, at some point he's going to pick it up. People start putting the over on him. He just never got commander. I don't think he's had a good night. You know why? <laughs> Washington doesn't have baddies. Nah, man. They had Ruby Rose show up for a game, and he still played like shit, bro. She even bet the over on him. This guy is just... If the baddies aren't going to save him, he's a lost cause. He is done. Nah, okay, listen. I'll, I'll, let's track back. I have faith in, in Cole. His game revolves around shot making, and if he's not making shots, he looks bad. So you would expect him to make more shots. That's the thing, because it's not like these guys are shit. Like, he's a good basketball player. So he's going to make shots at some yeah. point. He's at least going to go 45% from the field, yeah. you know? You would hope so. So I think it's a really slow start. But Kuzma hasn't picked up the slack, at least. He's been the real tight commander. <laughs> I feel like I'll see on the Wizards is just a meme at this point. Like, it's just so shit. So I don't know. I mean, okay, a real thing I want to talk about for them actually being impressive. Okay, they're playing cool in Kuzma. They're having him touch the ball, take shots yeah. all this time. They need to get guys more touches on the team. They need to get people involved, bro. 
the one guy I think that can actually make a jump to like an 18 point per game scorer, Corey Kispert. Kispert probably can. He's been really good this year. I mean, when he gets the touches, he shoots the ball, lights out. You mean when Poole and Kuzma are on the bench? Yeah, when they're on the bench, he actually gets to touch the ball. Him and Avdia. But Kispert has been really lights out. He attacks the basket. He's a good finisher, good free throw shooter. Solid player, knows what to do. They need to get him more touches. Yes, for real. Avdia. I was going to say, I, I was surprised he didn't mention Avdia because he was like, what, the first... First round pick a few years ago, right? Yeah, right? And he's the guy that everyone expected to really take a step. That's why Kisper has been so surprising. I think he's taking the jump over Abdia on that team. That's fair. That's fair. I just think that since, like, Abdia, the reason why he didn't perform that well, I think, was the year of Westbrook yeah, on the team, right? So he wasn't getting much touches either. He would, he had to play a style that he wasn't normal with. Exactly. And then he had you trade a Westbrook. And he's like, yes. Yes, I got time now. And then now they're bringing another guy. And Kuzma comes in, they're like, fuck me, bro. So now he... At this stage of his career, he's at a point where he's like, I can, I can start cooking a little yeah, bit. Yeah, exactly. I can have my sauce, my seasoning. Right, right. But then Jordan Poole comes in. He's just like, damn, I'm fucking hell, finished, man. Damn, bro. Like, Ratatouille can't give me a break. Literally, they go from, uh, what was it? They call Westbrook and Beal. It's like, okay, Westbrook's gone. Maybe I'll get the ball. Then Kuzma comes in. He's like, fuck, fuck. Then Westbrook leaves. Oh, no, Beal leaves. He's like, okay, maybe I'll be second option. Fucking Poole comes in, man. Whew. I feel, I feel for him. I feel, I feel for him. But when he does get the chance, like in the past as a rookie, he was just like, you're going to miss some, you're going to make some. It, yeah. It's how it is. Much better, much more consistent. Exactly. Free Obvia. Free Obvia, man. Free Obvia and Kisper. They're like, they're like two jail cell roommates, man. I feel so bad for these guys. And the other two guys I feel they need the ball more, Tash Jones. Yes, yeah, Solid point guard. You need he left Memphis. To get the ball more. Yeah. Especially since Jao would be the dom- dominating one. Right. But, but he, he went over to not even touch the ball. He, you know what it is? I think they have the worst coach in the league. I don't even know. Is it West Unsell? I'm not even no, sure. It's West That's their GM, I think. Four of their coaches right now. I was going to say Billy Don. No, no. The, he's Chicago's coach. He, he is the worst coach in the league. The worst. All the games. I watched like three, four uh, Wizards games this year. It's insane how bad his coaching is. <laughs> At the end of the games, it's like they purposely throw the games. They don't give the ball to Tash Jones. Another guy that needs to give the ball more is Gafford. He's a really yes. good finisher at the rim. Gafford, need, they need to run more pick and rolls instead of lobbing it from like fucking. Like instead of pool doing like this, throwing lobs like behind the set. No, no, no like, like, just give him the ball, man. Like, people are surprised on what Lively's doing. Like, Lively's so good, this and that. Like, Gafford does the exact same thing. He just doesn't get the ball. Yeah. If he gets the treatment like Claxton does, he'll finish because he's actually a really good finisher at the rim. Gafford is very underrated because yeah. he got traded too early. Yeah. From Chicago. Yeah. But when he got traded and played with Westbrook, he was a double-digit scoring and rebounding machine. Double-double machine, yeah. And then Jordan Poole and Kyle Kuzma came along and he just lost all those touches. And he's not, and the fact that the players on the team are just not vocal. Like, even Bilal Koulibaly, that's been really good, like... I think, from what I've seen, like, he could be an on-ball threat at some point. His defense is the real calling card, but he could make a, a, a jump from, from the offensive standpoint. It's just none, none of them want the ball. None of them ask for the ball. They just listen to coach, and they just like, okay. At some point, I need Object, Kisper, Gafford, Jones to be like, man, fuck you, Jordan Poole. <laughs> Give me the ball. I need that. Give me the damn ball. Like, I can fucking do something, bro. Like, instead of Poole missing fucking, yeah, I'm going like 13, like 3 for 20. It's like, bro, come on. You have more reliable offense than elsewhere. So, I guess, if you were, I know it's your team, the team you brought up. Okay. If you, if you were Washington, what are you doing? What am I doing? 
getting a new coach. I think that's the number so one. So coach is the number one thing. I think that's number one for okay. sure. Because I remember, like, once I heard Poole say that he wants to be the leader of that team, be the be that guy that can show an example, I said they're finished. Because Poole's not that guy. The coach, like, I think, I don't know, like, Mike Brown is the, I, he's my standard for a coach. To hold people accountable. Like, being, like, able to tell your players that they're playing like shit or tell them, like, that they're, they need to do better. They need a coach to do that. Yeah. I think that that's where Poole would actually start to play me because I think Poole, one of his underrated skills is passing. When he was on the Warriors and he got the time to play, he averaged like seven, eight assists a game because he's actually a good yeah. passer. But on this offense, they just tell him to, to shoot however she wants instead of he's, passing. They make it sound like it's a 1v5 at times. Exactly, yeah. He pull up with the ball, the guys would be open. They would be left open because everyone's focusing on Jordan. Yeah. And then he just turns around, shoots the shot, misses it, or gets blocked. It's just, and doesn't get back on defense. It's the same story every single possession. Which is why you need a coach that'll tell him, hey, you, you're a great playmaker. You need to sell in that role and be that guy. You need to find the open man. Exactly. And, and in turn, that helps you get better shots. Look at Halliburton. If Halliburton started chucking shots, he would be huge like shit. But since he's actually a playmaker, and he, he has, gets better shots. And he has a great coach, too. And a great coach, Rick well. Carlisle is... Who's taught Dirk and everything? Like, exactly. It's, yeah. He's gone through the, the trenches and he knows what works and what doesn't for players like him. Yeah, and Carl has been through teams that have been really, really good and really, really bad. He's won a chip championship. He's exactly. one of the best players, the best coaches in the He's won for, he's he's been through every level of a coach. Yeah. So I don't know. I I think if they bring in a coach that can unlock some of the potential that these guys have, they're good. They're good. That's that that will get them into the right direction. Yeah. I I feel like the way you've been talking, you should go. Me. You should, Yo, let me coach. You should I, interview for the position. Bro, I actually want to be a coach at some point. You know what I'm saying? No, but, was, no, but like, for real, like, they need a real coach. Because it's, it's a joke. They need to hold these guys accountable. It's just embarrassing. That, especially that game against the Raptors. I think that was the worst game I've watched. When the Raptors uh, came back and the, from, and the from 28 points or something like that? I think, and then the last six minutes, the Wizards did not scroll again. Oh, my God. It was... I watched the first, like, first half, yeah. and, like, why Rock, Toronto wasn't doing well. Yeah. And then I was just like, oh, Toronto, we got to pick it up. And I, had, uh, I was at school, so I had to go home. Yeah. I come home, and I see the results. I'm just like, holy, Washington fumbled this. I was, like, the opposite. I, I started watching in the, in the third quarter, and I'm like, geez, Toronto's making a run. But the Wizards are still doing okay. I expect them to make better decisions by the end of the game. That's what's supposed to happen. They dropped the floor. It was insane. They, it was a pool of Kuzma just shooting threes the rest of the game. And the coach just sitting there like, how are you not angry when you're watching this? If you're a coach, I'll be outraged. I'm like, bro, like, at least do a pick and roll. At least look for other options. Give it to Gaffer in the low post. Look for something off ball. Like, what the fuck is going on? At least use the other players on the court. Holy Especially when they're, when, when, obviously best skill is playmaking. Yeah. Kisper's best skill is shooting. Yeah. Jones' best, school, uh, best skill is playmaking as well. Like, why are you not trying to utilize these skills? Get a get an off ball screen for Kisper. Give give the team some options. Like it's a, it's a joke what the coach is doing. For Washington's them. mentality is whoever gets paid the more touches the ball. Yeah, exactly. That's what it is. that's what it is. Such a joke of a team. Washington pisses me off. Yeah, like watching their games, I actually get pissed off because the coach is so fucking shit. I guess we have to end the podcast with another shit team right now. Let's go, man. Chicago. Ooh, Chicago. Are they blowing it up? Yes or no? Yeah, they have. And. If you were to blow, blow them up, who am I moving? Which are the players you're moving? Because I have four very clear ones in mind with some destination of where to go as well. I'm just trying to think of the, the order you would go in. Yep. So, 
I think three of the guys are, are probably obvious. Who's the fourth guy? Caruso. Uh, who, other than Caruso, is he the guy who's the Because Vucevic hasn't been terrible. He's actually been he's pretty good. good. He's been good. Yeah. But the thing is, you have um, Vucevic's talents can be used so much better elsewhere. You don't want to keep a guy on the wrong side of 30. Yeah. On this team. On this team. This lacking. And because he's doing so well, think of the assets you can get him in turn. Yeah, especially this is his peak value you're going to get him. Yeah. Yeah, he's probably the guy you're going to trade the most. I would say. The Rose and Libyan is tough. Caruso, like, you can move him because his value is high, but I wouldn't mind keeping him as well. That's the thing. Like, him being on a, on a, on a roster which... 29, 30 years old right now? Yeah, like, he can, he can be a good veteran, I think. But you could probably get more value out of him. I, I'd say if you get Caruso, Caruso can win you a championship. Yeah, him being like, like a guy... Him coming off the bench can help you make that... Like, I think a team that should target Caruso or... The Lakers? Yeah, funny that. Back to LA or Milwaukee. To yeah. cover up the defensive stuff that. Toronto plays Rick's now in a way. Yeah. Yeah. I think those are the two destinations that he should aim to go for. And he makes sense on any contending team, which is the thing. Yes. So, That's but the thing. those are two teams he would really look at for sure. Because they need that defensive point guard, mm-hmm. defensive guard at least. Yeah. Which the Lakers. Definitely. I mean, they have nobody on the team that can defend. And you can put Crusoe and Dame in the starting lineup, and it will work. It will work fully. Yeah. So that that's so you'd move Vucevic and Crusoe ahead of Levine and DeRozan. Would you I say? think the number one. I've already said my Levine earlier this episode. Yeah. Back to Minnesota. Uh, you get Cat because you can rebuild with Cat. Or you can at least build up Cat's value a little higher mm-hmm. to trade later on. Yeah, later on. While you're accumulating picks, yeah. Yeah. So I say Levine to the Timberwolves. You bring in Cat. DeRozan is a little iffy because yeah. there's there's only so many places you can send DeRozan to. But he's their best player this season, I'd say. Mm-hmm. And you know where the best players want to go. <laughs> to L.A. Yeah, if he goes to L.A., not saying it won't, wouldn't work, but LeBron, no, like AD has a good second option now. Uh, LeBron doesn't need to do everything, especially in the playoffs. And let's say the, the Rosen doesn't do much in the playoffs. At least LeBron's there. Yeah. And the, the Rosen's not even on a max contract right now. Mm-hmm. He's on a, a 27 a year. Yeah. Which is pretty good. Yeah, so. So you, you can send DeRozan and Caruso there. Let's say that happens. You get him more assets. I know. Uh, the Lakers probably like owing other teams draft picks at this point. They're in debt now. Yeah, they're in debt. <laughs> but if it works, it works. Send Caruso to either the, um, the Bucks or the Lakers. Yeah. And Vucevic. This might be a little weird, but Vucevic, I think, actually fits in a lot of places. As as what role? As their starting center. But what does he do for you? On, on like, what he provides shooting. Yeah. And rebound, which a lot of teams don't have in the big. Which I think his his fit is tough because rim protection is so needed in this NBA. It's tough for Vucevic. It's tough. Like Valanciunas doesn't get play time because of that. Mm-hmm. Vucevic, unless he turns into Brook Lopez, it's not. It's, not tough. To it's tough to see him finish games out, especially. But I think his fit for the over course of a season, it it, it does work. Vucevic, I'm still, I'm just thinking, because for some reason, Orlando keeps coming to mind. Back to, back to Orlando keeps coming back to mind. Oof. That's tough, because you don't have a strong 
defense of three, four, and five at that point. Yeah. Like you're you have terrible defense. I mean, or else you send them out. That's the thing. Like I can't really think of a place that I would like to send them to. Because you don't want to send them. No, not Brooklyn. Like I'll send them to San Antonio. If anything, help Wemby. Yeah, because Wemby plays the four. Yeah, I wouldn't mind playing Blue Switch at the five. Yeah, replace Zach Collins. Cause, okay, Zach Collins is really good this season. Zach Collins has been doing well. He's been good this season. It's just an injury. Yeah, like in, in the past. Exactly, yeah. So I wouldn't mind Blue Switch in there. It's tough. Like, like, would, would you think that Levine. Would you. Okay, here's the thing. Would you rather. Not rather. What's it called? Would you expect Levine to be the first guy at the door or the last guy at the door for Chicago? What was second likely? Second last. Second last. Near the last. So you would rather so you would see him be more last than first. Which is tough because you would expect Levine to be the first guy at the door. Like he he probably wants to leave the most. Yeah. But they're already, they're already looking for trade now. Yeah, which they should. If 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 he gets traded to the Minnesota, you are you're a genius, bro. I'm serious, like that was a genius poll, honestly. So yeah. It's not Chicago. It's, it's, it's a mess. Too. And the worst thing is that this season you could you could have seen them compete more if any of the three young guys developed. I think Kobe White did develop a little bit, but Pat Williams, Adusunmu, uh, Jalen Terry, all are as Jalen Terry. I'm not sure. They all just haven't been a shit. They've been. It's been like this, but like it's been like this. It's been a little this, but for the most part, it's just this. Like Kobe, Kobe White is like this. Paloons is like this. Dale Terry is like, I mean, he hasn't even gotten to this point. So he's like this. The Sumo has been like this as well. Yeah. They're all gone worse this season, which is like, what the fuck, man? Like, your best guys are playing okay. They're playing all right. But you're not stepping up to help the team. Exactly. And you're in that contention, that window to make a push for the playoffs. Like, Caruso is the only role player on the team that you would consider training for as in our team, really. Like, because Caruso It's a shame. He's their fourth best player. It's a shame. Sometimes they're third. There's no one you'd want to trade for on the roster, aside from those top guys, except for Caruso and Kobe White. Only two guys you'd want to trade for, which is a joke. Any other roster, you can name at least five guys. That's it. They're probably the worst, like, their worst situation, I would say. Because they're not bad enough to tank, but they're not even good enough to go for a play in at this point. Yeah, and if you look at no chemistry, they lost a lot of their draft picks. Train for Vucevic and stuff, and they have no young core, and they're stuck. Like, I think they're the worst situation in the league. Out of any team, I probably wouldn't be in their situation the least. Yeah, for sure. I, even I'd rather have Detroit. I'd rather have Detroit. Rather have Washington. Rather have Washington easily. Like at, at least Washington problems. is bad. They're bad, and you have players that you can. You know, you look at their like Pool, Kuzma, Kisper. You guys, you like that team. Washington, like Chicago, it's like bad. Damn. Fucking trash. That, that's all we can say. All we can say is damn. They're damn. <laughs> they're damn. They're actually damn. <sighs> Bring back Jimmy, bro. That, it all went downhill when they traded him. Definitely. Like, oof. nail in the coffin. The last good year was the D Wade Rondo Butler and Butler year, 2017. And then and then Rondo got injured and they lost. Rondo they were gonna win that series, I think. Yeah, against Boston. Right? Yeah, Rondo was playing unreal, and then boom, just unlucky. <laughs> just bring back Wade from retirement. Rondo resigned with the team. Yeah. Somehow getting Jimmy back on and sign Crawford again, bro. They just need anything. Anything will affix that. Michael Jordan comes back. Yeah, fuck it, man. Like this team is Jordan on that team will get them to the playoffs. Literally, like imagine sixty year old Michael Jordan. Imagine a time where Chicago was the worst team in the league. Now. 
it's, it's it sucks. Like, a team with so much history, it's like, you can't even fucking... You don't even want their jerseys because they're that shit. I mean, I'll take the DeRozan jersey. I wouldn't. I also take I don't want a Bulls jersey. Don't. That's the last thing I want. And that's the last team that we had planned today. Exactly, yeah. What what an ending for us. Well, any closing thoughts? Any closing words? Any closing words? Yes. Utah Jazz, Keontae George is him. That's, that's my last words. How about you, man? My, my closing words? Toronto will make the playoffs for sure. Interesting. All I, right. think, I think that's for sure. Well, there you heard it, guys. That's another episode of Quarter Kings. We hope to see you guys in another two weeks, and we'll see you later.